Hi everyone, this is Jennifer Belair with Open Hearts Club and I am joining you from our home in Ann Arbor. It's early morning on Tuesday and we're actually just getting back from a big two-week uh, camping uh, up north kind of excursion. So I'm happy to be home, but I wanted to kind of tailor this message to kind of talk about some of the things that I experienced and that I think is just really valuable information to ponder, to think about, and to hold dear, and hopefully encourage you to take some of this uh, information into your own lives and see how it makes you feel. Uh, so for today's episode, I wanted to talk about getting wild. <laughs> um, so getting wild, being in the wild, rewilding, uh, essentially finding yourself in nature, finding a space for yourself to be, to breathe, uh, to enjoy the stillness, to enjoy the, the wilderness, to kind of just be fully immersed. And this is something that I'm super fortunate that I get the opportunity to be in nature quite often. Uh, my husband and I make the effort almost on a weekly basis in the summer to be in nature as much as we can, whether it be locally or going camping or maybe doing an unextended trip like we just got back from. So uh, nature is kind of the binding force and glue for, for me and my partner and also for, I guess, myself and a lot of my friends and family. Uh, it's the thing we usually do together is, hey, let's meet up and be in nature together. Let's like hang out where the bees are flying. <laughs> the bugs are doing their thing. So it's great. It's, uh, it's free. You know, you don't have to feel like you have to meet at a cafe. You don't have to meet at a this or that and have the uncomfortableness of like, I don't feel like spending money here or uh, there's nothing on the menu that works for me. So. Uh, being in nature, meeting in nature, doing as much as I can to be in nature. And there's just so many different ways that we can facilitate a life in nature. And it's just something that is essentially part of us. Like we are part of nature. And a lot of times there's this kind of detachment. We get really kind of drawn into our material possessions, the things that we own, um, kind of the identities that we give ourselves like oh I'm not an, a nature person or I've never been a nature person so these are like stories that we tell ourselves or oh I have to take care of this thing that I own so I can't really make time to be in nature so we all experience nature in different ways and in different kind of facets of ourselves and it just starts with being open having that that open-heartedness like to new experiences and new things so that's something that I'm essentially trying to encourage others to just be more open-hearted along their earth journey and one of the best ways I think and the most affordable loving and nurturing ways is just taking time to find yourself out in nature and really immersing yourself in that experience uh, whether it be going for a walk, uh, going for a hike, going swimming, uh, running, biking, you know, all these different activities. And then it doesn't have to be any activity at all. It can just be sitting in the grass and feeling what does the earth feel like underneath me. And there's all sorts of like scientific data that suggests like being in nature makes you feel good. And it's like evidence that we already know, we already feel. It's been around since we've been in nature. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it, but it's essentially part of us and that's why we feel good. So I'll definitely be linking a couple of my favorite books um, that kind of like solidify and help me understand my relationship to the natural world. And it's just kind of cool to have some of that evidence 
to say like, oh yeah, this is why I feel good in nature. I'm getting like fresh air and negative ions or um, you know, it's putting my brain in this default uh, network mode where I'm, I'm basically not thinking of the future or the past. I'm just very present and it's taking away all these like um, kind of bondages to thought and things like that. So there's so many incredible things that nature does for our body, mind, soul, spirits, emotion, and it's just a really beautiful tool that we all have at our disposal. Um, I'm lucky enough to live in Ann Arbor, Michigan. My backyard is almost like a park, but I can drive 10 minutes away, 15 minutes away, uh, and I'm, I'm in a whole different ecosystem, and I, I'm sure that if you looked, which you should look, um, you might find that there's some parks around you uh, that you might not have taken advantage of, and that's where it's kind of exciting, like trying something new. So going to a park that maybe you've never been to or that you've always wanted to go or just setting aside a whole day, a half a day, a couple hours to say, you know, after work today, I'm going to go to this park and I'm going to bring my, my dinner, my lunch or whatever. I'm going to call up a friend or I'm just going to sit there and enjoy watching the swans pass by. So there's just so many really cool ways that um, we can, one, try new things and uh, just see how it feels. Like, how does it feel in our body? What does it look like? You know, a lot of times when we're experiencing um, new scenery, new visuals, like we're, we're really enveloped in the present moment because we're not tied to anything. Like a lot of times when we're home, uh, we often get tied to the tasks at hand that we feel that we have to complete and it's kind of pulling us in, which is like not necessarily a bad thing, but if, if it's kind of running your life and, and kind of taking over, then you got to step back a little bit and just be like, oh, like that can wait, like my mental health and wellness is a little bit more important. And so um, those are things that I think about a lot. My husband and I talk about it quite frequently, how the idea of being in nature kind of helps you stay present and helps you stay grounded, uh, helps you feel like more connected to the world. It's like a very multi-sensory experience. So a lot of times when you're in nature, you can't really predict what's going to happen. But if I sit in my house for hours, I can predict most of the things that are going to happen <laughs> for the most part. Um, but being in nature is a whole different experience. It's like multi-sensory. It's constantly newness. The scenery is changing. Uh, it offers you a space to really observe your physical space, your physical body, um, and noticing things like what are the smells that come about? Like, do you smell the red pine? Do you smell the cedar, the juniper, uh, the flowers that are coming in? Maybe there's like a bad smell, like a skunk <laughs> did its skunking thing. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's just like, it's so multi-sensory and it's so beautiful. And it's like, you never know what to expect. And besides like smell, there's what you see, uh, what you feel. Maybe you'll feel like the wind, um, you know, brushing past you. Maybe it's cold, maybe it's hot, maybe the sun is like so intense you have to uh, sit uh, in the shade or something like that. So it's it's just such a really incredible and beautiful thing to be in nature. For me, it's all about bringing presence into where I'm at and how I'm feeling and just like really reconnecting with my body and noticing kind of what's coming up. Um, you know, it takes me away from like this very busy mind, like this mind that's like, you have to do this, you have to do that. What about this? Why did she say that? Why did he say that? Um, and all sorts of kind of like things that we like to worry about, like our mind likes to stay busy. It's like 
look at me like I'm in charge, I'm the boss, um, <laughs> but it doesn't need to be. So that's the beautiful thing about nature is it grounds us, like it, it, uh, it makes you feel good, it connects you. So there's like that grounding aspect and it's like, you know, you, you feel good when you're in nature and people try to do all sorts of different uh, sports and tasks and things in nature and I, I firmly believe that the whole reason they do it is just because the natural part of being in the wilderness, in the wild, in the open air is what's making them feel good and I definitely have uh, some beliefs on even sports like golfing. I'm like, I feel like people just like golfing because they're in nature and I know there's like skill involved but um, even for me like as a runner, like I part of me loves running because I get to be in nature and I get to go for a run, go for a walk, go for a workout outside and experience the world in a new way and see like birds that I might not have seen if I was sitting on my computer <laughs> writing a, an email or all sorts of things. So it's like, it's just so beautiful and I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've seen birds and, and different plants and things like that on my run and I just had to stop like I was like I don't even care about the run anymore like a flock of cedar waxwings just flew in this tree and they're like eating these old berries um, or I saw like um, some eagles and hawks and uh, what else did I see I've seen quite a lot of amazing things hummingbirds dragonflies those cicadas that were around uh, <laughs> it just kind of opens and broadens your horizons of perception outside of your day-to-day -day. so even for me I'm trying to wake up in the morning and expose my eyes to the colors of the morning like what is the, the the sky look like in the morning and I was just reading some really in interesting information that talked about how like our mammalian uh, kind of rhythm of life, like our circadian rhythm, like we're meant to see the colors of the sunrise, the colors of the sunset, and that's essentially like priming our brains and bodies for either waking up or resting. So obviously waking up, you know, seeing the colors of the sky uh, in the morning, and then having the sun reach high noon, like that's just like our rhythm of life. And then when the sun goes down, like being outside at nighttime or in the evening as the sun's beginning to set, same concept, like that's really good for your, your natural rhythms of life. And those rhythms get disrupted when we are overexposed to things like our computers, our cell phones, um, just like artificial light. Like you have to think about us as humans, as natural creatures in the world, like we have evolved in many, many ways, but we're not evolved to be in fluorescent lights all day. Um, you know, just kind of re-alerting ourselves. Like I read that if you look at your phone um, before bed, it's basically indicating that it's high noon. So it's like blue light, blue light. <laughs> Guess what? It's like, it's, it's noon, like you still have a whole day. So that's why it's hard for most people to fall asleep um, after kind of being on the phone too much so something I like to do is I'll usually kind of wind down at like seven eight sometimes nine it just depends on the day and I try to like limit my exposure and try to really look at the natural light that's outside and I'll even go for walks in the morning uh, just in my backyard to be like okay this is like what's going on this is like my ancient uh, brain that's like hey like this is what it looks like when you wake up this is how it should feel like I'm introducing you to that that new day feeling and it's just so beautiful and it's just such a great thing when we can kind of reinvent the ways that we experience nature and to learn about ourselves not just as um, you know homo sapiens these the species that knows but as um, 
you know, we're part of nature and nature is a part of us. Like it's, it's inherent. Um, we see all sorts of beautiful things in the animal kingdom and we're not too, we're not so different. <laughs> I've seen some things, um, which is pretty phenomenal, but this is where I can get super tangential because I really love nature and I love talking about nature, but I wanted to talk a little bit about a recent camping trip that me and my husband went on and just kind of, um, how wonderful that was. So we were up in the UP in Michigan and it was about two weeks. So it was a long extended vacation. Like I said, we've done much shorter ones, of course, too, and even day trips. So I don't want to discourage you from any experiences you might have, but just know that it could be a possibility for you as well. And the reason I love it is just because your daily rhythms are getting adjusted and changed and they're kind of matching the environment so like waking up with the sunrise going to bed with the sunset and like how good that feels to feel like fully recharged and rested um, a great thing about camping and being nature as well is that you don't have to bring everything you own with you you essentially have a backpack or a couple backpacks and you put the things that you really hold near and dear and that you may need for some kind of survival right so we have to have a sleeping bag a sleeping pad um, but it's just a beautiful thing to kind of take what you need with you, travel somewhere, and know that you have the things that you need to survive with that are really important to you. And so a lot of times I'll bring a lot of books, and my husband's like, why are you bringing so many books? You don't always read them. And so I'm trying to narrow it down to just two, but uh, wish me luck. Um, but books are important to me, so it feels worthy to bring them with me. But we also like to eat certain foods, so that's something that we really prioritize, like having a snack or uh, some different meals that are really uh, nourishing and packable and all sorts of things. So that's to me is like the really beautiful part is just like taking the things you need, you know, even if it's a day hike, you just, you have everything you need on your back. You don't have to worry about anything. Nature is providing, nature's putting you in this kind of, um, you know, very peaceful place of like, you might have a lot of thoughts and worries as you're going into the woods or you're starting your hike, but essentially what's going to happen is you're going to look around and you'd be like, wow, I've never noticed that before. Or, did you see the way this bird moved or this bug did that? Or what was that? Or yikes, that scared me. You know, it can be like all sorts of things. And it just kind of puts you into this new um, present moment experience where you're just constantly absorbing. You're like this little sweet human sponge that's uh, absorbing everything as it goes and it, it makes you feel like a child and I think that's just such a beautiful thing like as adults we like to put up these walls and, and kind of build these identities and these structures and say like I'm important I'm good I'm impressive blah 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 but essentially we're all just like these creatures like on this planet floating in the middle of who knows where and we are experiencing we're absorbing and we get to kind of open to our inner child and just kind of poke around at things play in the dirt touch things photograph things smile laugh uh, just imagine yourself like if you zoom out from like a higher perspective like you're just like this little dot walking through the woods and if you zoom out even more you're on a planet you know like we're so small and we deserve to uh, experience the joy of nature and the benefits that it can provide us and it's just such a it is and I, I hope you can you can feel it and sense it in my voice but nature is just so so cool like I don't even have a better word it's awesome like in the true sense of the word uh, it brings you to just this really peaceful place and 
Uh, there's a reason why it's, it's been part of so many different cultures. It's just the way that human beings have evolved and we are intrinsically connected and linked to it. There's a reason why when we hear bird sound we feel joy because there's beliefs that are kind of ancestral. The timer's going off. <laughs> Pardon me. Sorry about that. <laughs> so back to the birds. Um, so there's different research and belief that uh, basically states that bird sound is so joyful and so pleasing to us because in our kind of ancient selves, bird sound meant that there was probably water nearby. There might have been food such as seeds or perhaps because we wanted to eat the birds. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, as someone who's an avid birder, I, <laughs> I, I really love that. And I just, I always get such a sense of joy when it's the spring migration or when I see a new bird species or even some that I've seen quite frequently and I'm, I'm trying to reconnect with it and kind of disconnect from all the labels and just be like, that's a bird, like this is a thing. Like I don't have to try to impress myself by saying like this is what it's called this is the name of it this is what it's doing because a lot of times you know humans we love to categorize things and we love to kind of um, showcase our knowledge and our breadth of information by saying like i know this about this thing and and this makes me feel good and shows my knowledge base which i think is really valuable but sometimes it's really just as valuable to kind of step away from that and that's always something that I'm trying to do is just being like oh it's a bird <laughs> and so like this is this bird it's doing this and it came from here and um, this is you know why it's so wonderful and great or why it's bad and just kind of disconnecting from those labels so for me it's just wonderful when you get into that space or that place of just existing just seeing just observing um, and, and kind of just letting go of some of your human emotions attached to it. And so for myself, like I have actually always been afraid of bees. Uh, and most things that fly, actually, I was like terrified, like up until about, well, <laughs> maybe 26 or something like that. I was quite afraid of bees. And uh, yeah, it got better as I got older, but I have a specific memory when I was younger of like, I think I was in my dad's truck and we had my sisters and I were waiting for him to get off work and we all had cans of soda and there was I believe some wasps that had a nest inside of my dad's old ram charger and uh, they went from their nest into our soda cans and I remember drinking the can of soda and <laughs> there was a wasp in there so it definitely left a bit of an imprint and so there's a couple little situations like that. And I, I didn't go out in nature as much as I remember, but I, I also have a hard time remembering things. But I just remember that one instance, and it was very frightening, very terrifying. And it wasn't until I got older and I was like in nature more that I was like, oh, it's just like this other species that's like trying to do its thing. Like it probably doesn't want anything to do with me. It just wants to like survive and procreate and and do the things it needs to do and it doesn't have any malicious intention towards me so it's just like funny things like that when we get to sort of reframe uh, ourselves and our thoughts and our kind of personalized uh, emotions that we carry with ourselves when we're experiencing things so it allows us just to be just to breathe uh, just to enjoy um, do like a multi-sensory experience and for me the catalyst to really loving nature was not um, 
just growing up and going to Hocking Hills in central Ohio, which was really beautiful and just such a cool uh, memory for me to have as an adult now. But when I was getting out of grad school, I decided to go to uh, work in Yellowstone National Park, and I was a, a fresh master's of fine arts student in printmaking, and I was like, what am I doing? And then I thought, oh my gosh, I should do something totally different, and so I decided to go out west and live and work in Yellowstone National Park, and I did that for, I think, five months, and uh, I did housekeeping. I had an old beaten-up station wagon, and it was probably the first time in my life that I felt that nature was very, very powerful. Uh, I think kind of a precursor to that was watching the sunset on Lake Michigan for the first time with my friend and her mom uh, and brother, but then going to Yellowstone was like a whole new territory. It was just so, so incredibly different than the Midwest. And I was someone who hadn't really done a whole lot of nature at that time. I think I was 25, um, I'm not sure, but um, yeah, it was just like out of this world experience, somewhere totally new, just that true awesomeness of nature of like, this place could literally like, um, you know, I might, it's dangerous, it could, something could happen, and it's like, that was the first time I ever had that feeling, and of course nothing happened, but um, it was just like a different kind of outlook and thought, like, wow, there's like, you know, steep, um, uh, steep steep rocks and ledges and waterfalls and like inclement weather that can change in an instant and there's bears and mountain lions and like all this stuff and it was just like kind of gathering a new respect for the land and for my place in the land and just seeing again myself as like this little speck of dust like a <laughs> a little mite in the in the microcosm of things and uh it was just very humbling and it's something that I think instilled a deep reverence and respect for nature and to nature and I just loved it so much like working in Yellowstone was the best decision of my life and uh, it really was beautiful my parents got to come out and visit and experience it with me as well I saw some of the most beautiful nighttime skies I've seen grizzly bears and cubs I saw black bears um, mountain goats and bighorn sheep and like all these animals that I, I never would have even thought about unless I was like today's the day I want to do something different today's the day I want to try something new so I'm just telling you this, this story to encourage you to maybe go outside to different spaces that you might not experience and it doesn't have to be as far as Yellowstone National Park but it could be maybe a park within an hour maybe you've never done birding before maybe you've uh, wanted to learn something about foraging or mushrooms or just photographing nature or painting in nature and, and all sorts of different things. There's so many different ways that we can experience the natural world and it doesn't have to be through picking up everything and leaving to go do housekeeping in a national park, but it can be as simple as like, I'm going to read a book in nature and just see how it feels or I'm going to make a commitment for one week to be outside for 30 minutes or go for a 20 minute walk every morning and watch the sunrise and see how my body feels when it's not being bombarded by my cell phone. So um, these are all things that I can talk about literally forever because it's just so powerful and such a beautiful thing. And so um, I plan on making a kind of blog post, maybe a video of like some of my favorite things to pack for hiking and kind of day trips and how you can kind of start doing some day trips yourself. I also wanted to recommend um, just using Google Maps and seeing like what's near you, what's available to you. 
Um, maybe what's a park you've never been to and that you've always wanted to go or maybe you can save up to go to a national park that you've never been to that's like across the country or in the same state. Uh, I'm in Ann Arbor and some of my favorite local ones are even now it's it's not necessarily a natural park but um, going up to the UP has been phenomenal. Mammoth Caves in Kentucky is beautiful. Uh, the Smoky Mountains is out of this world. Florida has its natural springs. Out West has incredible mountains. Um, UP even has like the boreal um, forests, so it's similar to like Maine and Quebec and parts of Canada and it's just it's so cool once you start paying attention and I think that's what nature does it's the the great healer it's the great uh, moment bringer it's the great nurturer the great lover the great grounding presence that can be in all of our lives and it only takes a moment for you to decide that's what you want to do and it's just it's just so so beautiful and uh, another recommendation is all trails so if you want to start getting into hiking you can check out that app uh, I found some pretty good ones but if you're not quite there yet just go to a park go for a walk see how you feel journal about it write about it talk about it uh, encourage and invite others and it's just such a beautiful thing that we all get to share uh, together it's free it's available and I hope this encourages you or inspires you to kind of find your space in nature that you are inherently a part of and it's just such a beautiful and wonderful thing so I hope you're getting wild, <laughs> being wild and feeling wild. And I wish you a beautiful day and please feel free to share this or let me know how you like it. Um, you can send me an email, check out the blog, openhearts.blog uh, and all that other good stuff. So thank you and I hope you find yourself outside today, tomorrow and the next day. Have a good one, bye.